Welcome to the Queer Voices Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Larissa Russell. Join us today and each week as we talk to people from the LGBT plus community to share their stories, the good, the bad, and the inspirational. Sharing stories, making connections, saving lives. Welcome. I'm Larissa Russell of Queer Voices, and today I have with me Ben Wolf. Ben is an out and proud gay man in New York City. He's a three-time entrepreneur and the creator of the Beanie Sleeper, a specially designed head wrap with a built-in sleep mask, helping people going through chemo treatments feel a bit better. So welcome, Ben. Thank you, Larissa. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you here. We were having a little bit of a conversation earlier about business and as a gay man, I think maybe New York's a little bit easier than a lot of other cities in the States. I'm not sure, but how has that been for you and how has that affected your business? I'll say this. I mean, being in New York city or being in a big city in general can make things a little bit easier if you're, if you're out, especially I, um, I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, so it had a similar vibe, but I still didn't come out until I was 28. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is most, I mean, coming out in general, if we're talking about that, is I'm going to say like 85% internal and 15% external, at least in my case. But overall, I mean, in New York, it's I, it might be just easier to get business started. But uh, being a gay man in business, I don't think it's hurt me at all. Uh, because For one, I don't let it be an issue. I'm like, it's never called into question if people care or not, because it doesn't really matter. And if it does matter, I don't do business with those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely uh, feel the same way about things. And I know a lot of people really struggle with that, right? And I think as you get more settled within yourself, it's a little bit easier to make those decisions. I mean, you're absolutely right with that. You know, the, the moment I got comfortable with myself and said, this is who I am, this is my body, this is what I do, this is, you know... It just becomes second nature. I think when you're hiding something, when you're not being authentic, your authentic self, and I'm not saying that it's because you tr- you don't want to, but sometimes we feel we can't. Mm-hmm. You know, our home situation, our job situation, anything that we don't feel comfortable being who we are becomes an issue. And then that gets pushed down deeper and deeper and deeper and other things get built on top of it. Yeah, psychology 101 over. But it's, it's really... Um, when you're not authentic, when you can't be yourself, it's hard to get into business. It's hard to do what you want to do because you always have this, this other stuff in the background. So I do find that being out, being open just allows me more creativity and the ability to, um, to broaden and to do more because I'm not feeling that I have to be something else or do something else. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you ever found, because uh, I've had this come up even for my own self, but have you ever found that people have an expectation of you in a certain way being gay versus not like? hundred <laughs> percent. I, I mean, now granted my first business uh, redress, I was a fashion stylist. I would dress business executives and yeah, uh, people, I, I could be wearing this and the other person on the screen will go, I'm so sorry. I'm wearing this. I know you're fashion. Stylist. I'm like, I'm in a t-shirt. So I get a lot of, I should know things, which, you know, I, I do know some things. I don't know everything, but I also get like weird things about being a gay person, especially if they're talking about certain things, like 
as if I would know, as if there's like that secret handshake or that secret phone we all talk on or something like that. And I find that first I laugh at it, but then I find it mostly comes from people's unwillingness to find out for themselves. I mean, Google's an amazing thing. If you wanna know about certain things, Google it, it's there. You're not gonna get, it's not scary. <laughs> so I do find that, um, I do find that when people could Google something, you know, are gays better at fashion? Well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but there, but there's also it, it's a funny thing that you say that because my brother my brother is gay as well but he he's a dancer and he was surprised in dance how few of the men are actually gay oh yeah i mean i truly believe that it's a stereotype mm -hmm. that that gay men are dancers or, or you have a list or you have a limp wrist or you walk like this or you dress like that. When, I mean, that, a lot of that is television of the past. A lot of that, it's like the gay villain, right? He must be, he's, of course he's gay. He's the psychopath killer, right? So you get all this stuff that we're always trying to fight. That's why um, anybody who's in a minority situation wants to see us represented in a positive way on, on screen, on TV, in papers, in books, whatever. So um, I'm not surprised yeah. that your brother found that to be true that, you know, I gotta tell you, I was in a musical theater program in college and I was a minority of, of somebody who was gay in musical theater. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys there were straight and had girlfriends or married or something. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just how, I don't know really why it is except it makes certain people feel more comfortable. You know, it might make straight people feel more comfortable to put us in our place. Right. That's actually a really good point, because as someone who, I hate this term, but who can pass, like I'm a pretty um, generic white woman. I don't have the look. I don't know what the look is because we all look different. Mm -hmm. um, there is no look, but the stereotypical look, if you will. Sure. And so people say things and do, and it's like, do you even know what you're talking about? Do you know anyone who's gay? Oh, yes, you do. You know me, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I hear that. It's a, um, it's a really weird thing, especially when grown up adult people. Now kids, 100% they should ask or 100% they, they're worried about because they don't know. And 100% we should be there for them because they're not, asking questions because they're trying to be smart asses. They're trying to find their way through it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, and if you come from a family that won't help you with that, that is actually denies. I gotta say this, I am not from one of those families. I am probably one of the most luckiest gay people I know. Both my parents, very understanding, very supportive. It was never an issue. I mean, we had little things here and there, but it was never overall an issue. Ever. But if you're a kid and you have nobody to talk to, and even when you find somebody to talk to, you're getting put down or told to shut up, that can lead to very poor outcomes. Very bad things could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And as we were talking before we started, just about the homeless rate of youth and, uh, you know, the suicide rate of our youth and the things that they go through because the family and religion and society not fitting into those norms. Anybody who's different, I'm sure there's other minorities that struggle as well. 100%. This is where I'm focusing my attention because it 
touches my heart. But I think that's really an important thing to know is that it, it's other people are the problem, not you. You're not the problem, right? And it, it's, it's, that's a, see, that's the thing. That's a great adult concept because we can actually work that out. And we can actually get in our car and go someplace or spend our money elsewhere or befriend somebody else. But I try to think back at the microcosm of a kid that it's just, I, I know when I was a kid, when I was growing up, I knew I was different. I knew it. I didn't have a word for it, but I knew I liked men or boys. I knew I didn't want to play sports. I knew I liked theater. I was getting called names in school. I was being made fun of. I didn't really know why. I was trying to be straight, but I didn't know what that was. And my parents, although they were really, really good in understanding, they didn't know either. So there were, they had no words. So they have no words. I have no words. I have nobody to talk to. And I had to figure it out on my own. You know, that's probably why I didn't come out till I was 28, where there are other people who come out sooner because they have the words and they can understand, they understood quicker because it, it was out, it was there. So I don't know what the answer is for kids in 2021. I'm talking like eight, nine, 10, even you know, 14, 15, 16. I don't know what the answer is, except to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you can definitely reach out to me. I'm a grown up who's been through it, who understands. Maybe I could guide you, I don't know. But that's all I think you can really do is make yourself available. You know, that I can give, I can offer you space in the sense that I'm here if you want to just talk. That's yeah. really all I can, I think I can do as a, as an adult person who is a, a gay man. And I think that's a really good point is that if you are a, a younger person listening and you don't have somebody is to reach out because there are people, there are people who care and who've there been are. there. If, and if I'm not the right person for you, you can Google gay leaders or gay mentors or like um, LGBT youth centers. Um, you know, like here we have the, the famous New York LGBTQ uh, center called the center. Every city has one of these. Every city has one or something adjacent to it. There, there, you just have to kind of be resourceful. I know that, God, I think that's a huge ask for some kids. But I mean, it's it's a start. I don't know what else to say on that. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah and we're we're putting together a resource center as well. It's going to take time, you know. Just knowing that there are people out there who who have been through things, and there are resources available is really important. I think. You know, some people like yourself are really lucky with. I surprisingly didn't have that same outcome, even though my whole family's gay. My mother was gay. My brother was gay. And so when I came out, it was not an okay thing because I rocked the boat and it was like the gay quota was taken or something. I'm not too sure, but it (laughs) caused a whole upheaval in our family. And I was actually, I was told like, how dare I, you know? (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a book. (laughs) you know everybody has different outcomes from from coming out but there are always people that are out there that are there for you so I think that's really important yeah yeah it's the asking that's the hardest part but it's really in life I mean in business I the one thing I've learned that is super important in business is the ask be able to ask for things ask for help 
ask for guidance, ask for money, ask for, I mean, there are so many things I don't know about business, you know, but I had to ask around, I had to find out for myself. And then I had to ask people for help. And then the, the beautiful thing is that there are people who want to help. I mean, the generosity of people in business is tremendous. The generosity of mentors wanting to give their time, the generosity of people just wanting to help is mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much. And do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share before we go today? I mean, I guess since we're talking about the kids and suicide, I really understand that. I know what it's like to go through that. I have a personal experience. And the best thing anybody could do is to ask for help, whatever that means. If it's, if it's a family friend or a brother or a sister, aunt or uncle, member of the clergy, somebody, you, your coach, your teacher, your guidance counselor, a neighbor, somebody you could ask. I, I, I wish you would do that because it may feel horrible but it won't always stay that way. And again, you could reach me at Beanie Sleeper. That's my Instagram, beaniesleeper at gmail.com. If anybody, if you hear this podcast, you can definitely reach out to Larissa. She can give you my information, but there's no reason for you to be alone. You never have to be alone. Yes. Thank you so much for that, Ben. Uh, thanks for, thanks for uh, having me on. I'm, I'm really honored and feel very grateful for this. Thank you. Yeah. Well, to our listeners, thank you for being here to witness another story in the life of our community. Thanks for listening to Queer Voices. Our goal with Queer Voices is to help our youth know that they're not alone. Our suicide rate for LGBT plus youth is as much as eight times higher than hetero youth. This is not acceptable. When our youth find acceptance, this number drops significantly. Save a life today. Show your child or an LGBT youth in your life that you care. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes so we can help get the word out. Sharing stories, making connections, saving lives.